0: You are tuned in to She's Crown with Confidence with host Dr. Nicole Steele. This power-packed podcast was designed to remind listeners of who and whose they are and to encourage, equip, and empower them to regain their confidence and reclaim their crown. Are you ready to fully embrace what makes you uniquely you? Gain clarity on what you were created to do and to show up in the world unapologetic and authentic through and through? Well, if so, then this podcast is for you. It's time to regain your confidence and reclaim your proverbial crown that was designed with you in mind. No longer second guessing the greatness that lies within, but instead stepping all the way into it with newfound clarity, confidence, and courage. So, without further ado, it's time to adjust your crown and sit on down for another inspiring episode of She's Crowned with Confidence. Hello, and welcome to another episode of She's Crowned with Confidence. I'm your hostess, Dr. Nicole Steele, the confidence coach. And I love using this platform to shine the light on other brilliant minds out here in the world doing great things and helping people walk in confidence. So today, I am delighted to welcome to the show, Miss Dominique Carson. She is a licensed massage practitioner and an award-winning journalist. And I can't wait to talk to her about her journalistic journey and all of the people that she's had an opportunity to interview over the years. But I will let her take a moment to introduce herself to our guest here. So welcome to the show, Dominique. Glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Dr.
1: Still. I'm so excited to share my story and my journey to impact others. And you can get you know, more information about me as well.
0: Excellent, excellent. So I understand that you are you in Virginia, right? Virginia yes, Beach.
1: I'm in are Virginia in, Beach, but I'm originally you, from the NYC.
0: Okay, New York in the house. How long mm. have you been um up in the Virginia area? Three years. Three years. How do you like
1: it? I love the Virginia Beach area. I can appreciate, you know, kind of like a slower pace lifestyle coming from the city, New York exact to. Cause where it's so busy and everybody's fast paced, fast move. And, you know, now that I'm in my early thirties, I can appreciate something a little bit more slower, Um, but, but Virginia beach is considered to be the resort city of Hampton road. So it's not as slow as people think it is.
0: Okay. Lots of tourists coming in and out. I Mm -hmm. see one of my good girlfriends is from New York. She's from Harlem. She's down here in, in Atlanta where I reside okay. now. But um she is uh, yeah, she keeps New York alive. I tell yes, you. One day you're gonna
1: realize about a New Yorker, we we keep we keep it alive. I said, even though I don't live in Brooklyn anymore, it's Brooklyn all day. All every day, day every day, every day.
0: <laughs> well I I'll be in Atlanta
1: it. next month too. Um okay. For my author all-star celebration conference, we're going to be in the Buckhead area. So this would be my first time going to Atlanta. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well,
0: I tell you, you might you might just like many many (laughs) you know, Atlanta is a place full of transplants like myself. Most Mm it's 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 very rare believe it or not, where I meet people who are actually from Georgia. Most people that I come in contact with, and I've been in Atlanta now for almost 30 years. Actually, next year, it'll be 30 years. Very rarely do I find a real natural born Georgia peach. so when you come down you might have another another city to add to your list that's fine Um, i've I've heard some stories
1: i mean one of my you know my favorite male singer usher he's not originally from atlanta everybody thinks he's from atlanta he's originally from tennessee but atlanta has raised him from like 13 so yes so we claim him now we claim
0: him Atlanta is uh, is great. I hope that you have a uh, a wonderful time during your visit. So let's start here because one of the things that I found fascinating when uh, preparing for our our conversation today is that you are an award winning journalist, and in your work you have you've had an opportunity to interview over a hundred well-known, you know, famous people uh, along the, uh, over the years. So before I I get into a question that I have about some of the people that you've connected with, what led you to go into that field? Well, I'm
1: glad you asked, Dr. (laughs) Steele. Writing has been such a, a peaceful aspect of my life. It was a very comforting time. For me, I was kind of going through some grown pains as a child. And when my mom and my sister's dad relationship deteriorated, that was like my first paternal figure. Um, My biological father was killed before I can even walk. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of like that person to give me that fatherly love, that daddy's little girl. Mm -hmm. And when that relationship deteriorated, I felt like my world just shattered. And I just needed an outlet to allow me to express my thoughts as a kid. And then it was my uncle Ricky and my cousins Yani and Fatima, his daughters, inspired me to write. Wow. Especially him; he was he's the vivid storyteller in our family, um, mm-hmm. full of life and imagery and imagination, and the way he just told stories. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of fell into that realm. And then I decided to be a journalist. BET had a television show back in the day. It's called Team Summit.
0: Okay. Where yeah
1: Lewis was the host. And when mm-hmm. I saw her, was I on. was like, it was on and popping. I wanted <laughs> to be a journalist right then and there. I didn't want to be like television per se, but I knew I wanted to go into the print avenue. And then I told my mom and my grandparents, they supported my idea. My favorite elementary school teacher, Miss Ellen Adrigato I was in her fourth and fifth grade class, and I edited my classmates' um, writing. We used to we used to have you know writing assignments in the black and white notebooks, mm-hmm. and she did an exercise where we edit each other's papers. I was like, "How are you going to want a nine year old to edit another nine year old paper?" <laughs> but I didn't do too bad. And my you know my good friend and classmate Erica Booker, and from that point on, it's, it was it's been a twenty four year journey with this writing. Mm-hmm. And I went to one of the best high schools in New York City, at R. Murrow, named after a journalist. My grandfather, he worked for New York City Transit, and that was, like, his route. And he always called me nicky Knack, and he was like, nicky Knack, you need to go to this school. Your brain is too smart to go to your zone school. Yes. And let me tell you how God worked. That was not my first school that I put on the list. Wow. It was another high school. And, mm-hmm. and then turned out my-, my second choice was Murrow. They called me and that school just changed my life um, because of Merle and the, the journalist and the editor I had at the time Ronisha Bing. she's like this Emmy award-winning journalist. Now she has her own company, her agenda. She trusted me and two other you know student journalists to interview the cast of Degrassi. That's when Drake was just first starting his career. So mm-hmm. I would say interviewing celebrities go back to when I was 17, 16, 17 years old. So if this has been, if you count my early days of student journalism, I would say about 17 years.
0: Oh, everything you just said is so jam packed with so many gems. The first thing that I want that that you spoke about uh, in terms of that village, that family, Mm -hmm. that even not, not even biological, you know people mm-hmm. that God strategically placed in your village yes. that spoke to that purpose that he he had designed it from the beginning of time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but those people gave life to it yes. and i think that that is so powerful cuz i know that there are some people listening today that that either have been blessed like you to have people that have been giving confirmation upon confirmation that have mm-hmm. just, I mean, you name teachers, you name cousins and uncles and stepfathers and all of those things, but you were, your mind was open to receive, which is half of the battle right there. Mm-hmm. But to think that, you know, you're able to trace your purpose. And fortunately for you, you got a jump start Whereas many people ignore all those signs and those open invitations, mm-hmm. and they don't awaken that purpose. They don't tap into it until much later in life. Yeah. So you are blessed uh, from that aspect. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are also some people who may be listening, who are raising up a generation of people. And I think that because I'm a parent, I'm, I have two daughters, um, but and I work with girls in, in the on the other side of the house with the nonprofit. But I encourage parents to ha- help your kids try out and find out, you know, your uncle, your, your loved ones is said, P- right, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You never would have known had you not been pushed to pick up the pen and put it to paper. Yeah. you know you could have done it and then it it didn't yeah, exactly. land exactly it just it but just you-
1: blended it just blended well and then you know my mom is a teacher so she was really hands on with the mechanics of the writing and mm-hmm. making sure all the resources i needed especially me being um deaf for the first 4 years of my life so i needed extensive speech related services so in addition to you being a prolific writer you need all your, your other senses to be on point. So we had extensive speech services, still in general education classes, advanced placement. But you wouldn't even know that I was hearing impaired because my mom was so on top of it, being the warrior that she is and just supported it. You know, I, 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 I commend my hand to her because I don't know how many 21 year olds dealt with a child that you're not sure of the fate of your daughter being deaf as a child but Mm -hmm. she always say it was her
0: village that's it it was her village and her advocacy it was your village I mean her village but it was her advocacy that tapped into it because a village can't do it by itself you know and I know it's a hard it's a hard you know journey for any parent dealing Mm -hmm. with anything relating to their kids but kudos for her for um, even as a young mother, doing what she needed to do, and look at you now. Look at and you now she's
1: twenty nine years with the Department of Education for New York City. Wow, twenty nine years
0: what of, a as an educator. Mm-hmm. What a blessing! Mm-hmm. I tell you, woo, woo, woo! All right. <laughs> so let's let's talk about your your journey in journalism, and hearing that you've had a chance to interview people famous people unsung heroes or people i I can only imagine Mm -hmm. the the list can you tell us if there's one person i want you to think of one person that comes to mind that you've interviewed that exuded confidence that it just you know as you interview them they exude confidence but what was it about them that brings their mind their face to your mind with this question
1: Oh man, it's so many people that ex- that fits that criteria, but I would say Uncle Charlie.
0: Not my Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie, yes. Not my Uncle Charlie Uncle from the-
1: Charlie. Not that Charlie. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What? Oh. I had an opportunity to interview this man three times.
0: And one was in wow. Wow.
1: person. And when I saw him um in person in Manhattan. He just had this swag, like mm-hmm. he was like a living, breathing, walking testimony out of all the things he's endured, mm-hmm. from homelessness to substance abuse, yeah. to not being taken seriously at first as a musician, as a solo artist, because mm-hmm. we all know him from the gap band and releasing yeah. those classics. But when you're you know trying to get back into this industry in the past that you had and overcoming that, that mm-hmm. can make people, you know, challenge their confidence. Mm-hmm. And it was his village, his wife, first mm-hmm. and foremost, his mm-hmm. relationship with God yeah. that allowed him to release, I think, like 10 number one hits as a solo artist
0: mm-hmm.
1: and inspire another generation of people to respect him as an artist. And I think, you know, Snoot was a part of that village. Yeah. R. Kelly, at one point, was a part of that village. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so many people that was a part of his village. Mm -hmm. as well that allowed him to get back into the business and when he received the Lifetime Achievement Award I was like yes yes (laughs) Uncle Charlie is getting his dues but the funny thing is that our interview was supposed to be 10 minutes we lasted 30 minutes wow in that interview (laughs) because the the, it was the rhythm the flow
0: Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. I love him. Not only do I love him because I grew up on him. My mama had all of the Gap bands, and you know I was raised by a single mom, but we had a record player, and that was my alarm clock. It was either the Gap band, it was Maze, it was Michael, yes. and I mean that's how they. My mama was in that mirror putting them lashes yep. on to mm-hmm. get ready to work, and that was my alarm clock. So I love. I've loved him from the beginning. However you spoke about the that that moment of reinvention and I think that stumps a lot of people because we can go through one season and a season may come to a close but that's not it. you know amen. I'm a firm believer as long as we have a post we got a purpose amen and I'm so glad that despite his you know like you said substance abuse, homelessness, poor choices he has been able to rise above all of that and now his faith and i i I, and i i love the fact that he unapologetically gives all the glory to god because that's where true confidence comes from i'm sure if he he could take all of those gold records and all of those top 10 songs but with, he recognizes that without God, none of it is possible. And he, he said
1: it in his... In, and then I had the opportunity to see him live, like, several times. Yes. And he'll tell you, I'm going I'm to pour some gospel in this, in this concert. And he That's said, if you, he asked God, he said, if you give me one more chance in life and music, mm-hmm. I will shout you out and I will testify. And then anybody that goes to an Uncle Charlie concert, mm-hmm. you're going to get some church in there. And yeah, it was dude. such a privilege to interview him because, like you said, I grew up with the Gap Band. My Man. grandfather, that was, like, my my grandfather's favorite band. My grandfather's Ooh. originally from Charleston, South Carolina. So he grew oh, up God. with the Gap Band, the Ohio Players, Slave, <laughs> all those groups. So <laughs> I was, like, outstanding because he's like, Nicky Nat, all <laughs> these 90 artists <laughs> that you're listening to, they're simply in the Gap Band. And that's all right. people, so I said, okay. So that kind of really sparked my interest <laughs> in classic R and B music, and yeah. that's when my journey of hearing outstanding because every mm-hmm. family barbecue you was gonna hear outstanding yeah. on Amazing Franklin Braves. Before I let go, oh, you are gonna hear the, on. On, on classics at a family barbecue, <laughs> wedding party, something. You are gonna hear those two always so, to, to to interview him. That was, you know, that was so special because by that point, my grandfather passed away. So Mm -hmm. for me to do that, I feel like, you know, that was a dedication to my grandfather. The same when I interviewed Eddie Levert, because both my grandparents loved the OJs. So when I had a chance to interview Eddie, that was like another person that exude confidence as well. That's why I said this was, you said one, and that was hard. Like, oh,
0: oh, girl. Yeah. oh. You are naming. Listen, I love music. Music speaks to me. It gives me life. And yes. I tell you to be in the presence of some of the greats and the, the, the people you are naming off are some of the all time greats great. yep. uh, So what a, what an honor and privilege that I'm sure it is to, you know, to be able to have your gift take you into those spaces. Um, and to share, share, you know, share that gift with the world, you know. And a lot of those a
1: lot of those interviews were from relationships and reputation in the industry. I'm not saying talent doesn't play a role in it. Come but on, though. It was reputation
0: in relationships. Really, it matters. It matters, <laughs> you know what I mean? And who would have known that your First of all, the list, reputation. But you, but you put in the work with your skill. You know, people fail to realize that competence builds confidence. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you were able to take advantage of those opportunities and walk through the door because you had been putting in the work from the time you were a, a little teeny bopper mm-hmm. writing, <laughs> you know what I mean? So There is something about honing our skills and, and whatever that gift is, whether it's journalism, singing, art, mm-hmm. business, education, whatever it is, do it to the fullest, to yes. the best of your ability. And then God puts his favor on it. And listen, baby, that's it. Look, <laughs> 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 you already know. Oh my goodness. What a, blessing! One of the things I love about Charlie Wilson is not just his, I mean, most definitely um, his unapologetic uh, reverence of God and, you know, him acknowledging God in yes. every, because I've seen him on stage, I've seen him on interviews, and I just love that over all of these years on this second half of his journey, he has been unapologetic, but I mm-hmm. also love the way that he honors his wife. Yes, that is beautiful. It, it's what? so beautiful to me, cause he is like unapologetic about like this one here, this one here, you know? And I think that is so important because people come into our lives for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And that woman came into his life yep. at the appropriate time and their journey together is is an inspiration to so many. So they Ooh. hit
1: Proverbs 31. Definitely. He mm-hmm. finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains come favor on. from the Lord. Come
0: on, come on. That come on, relationship on.
1: right there. It's beautiful. It's yes. absolutely she absolutely. That's why beautiful. I said I don't know if you ever read his memoir, but well, no, she I has shut people down. Right. Thought, look, my husband is recovering. You cannot that's have it. that on his tour bus. Okay. You get terminated. Like come on she is i love it and that man has been 28 years sober
0: what a blessing 20 we need people we need people like that we need people like that in our lives and they may be far from what what we think it would look like on paper whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. but we but spirit knows spirit you know what i mean and I'm so grateful that he has an advocate in his life, someone who loves him unconditionally and someone that he loves unconditionally. Yeah. And sky's the limit because when you get with those purpose partners, whether they're, you know, whether it's marriage or just doing life, I got mm-hmm. some girlfriends in my life. My husband, of course, is my rock. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. my rock. He, I, God knew what I needed, honey. He mm-hmm. knew what this one here needed. <laughs> but that's <laughs> Because I'm a whole piece of work. I'm a piece of work. But uh but I think about even the girlfriends that God has allowed and strategically placed in my life. Those are my purpose partners. You know what I mean? Feel and, you, I have I
1: have two I have so many good colleagues and, and, and friends at home, back at home mm-hmm. for inspiration. But I have my yeah. sisters, like these are like my big sisters that I've known yeah. since college. And they kind of they keep me leveled up like now you messing up and vice yeah. versa and I need you that because I'm, I'm stubborn as a mule <laughs> what I want what I want is what I want <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. <laughs> but, um yeah. it's, good ha- it's good to have that and it is and even you know my mom she's you know she's 54 she's like let me tell you something as long as I'm breathing, I will never stop being a mother especially That's you it. seven hours away, I would never stop being a mother. That's right. That's right. So I have, I'm like, my hands are tied. I think yeah. I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't happen any other way, but um, I, I get why she would say, you know,
0: what she says. So, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you to be blessed. My mother is amazing. My mother is amazing. And, She's by far my biggest cheerleader. And much like you, when you were young, she was the one pushing me and allowing me to try out and stumble. But she was always the truth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's going to give it to me in love, but she's going to support me wholeheartedly. She ensured that home was always safe-based, period. My pops was the
1: same way. He was like... Mm -hmm. You know, keep your nose clean. You stay out of trouble. Trouble oh. won't find you. Mm-hmm. That was the same line. Keep your nose clean. Just keep your nose clean. That's real. That's real. We heard that my my brother and my sister, we heard that so much, it was like, okay, oh my God. Keep your nose. Clean. And then he'll give you a look. Like, mm-hmm. like he's serious. Mm-hmm. And then like growing up, my parents were very open because their mm-hmm. thing was, I'd rather tell you than someone else from the street tell you. Come so on, we had these family on. meetings mm-hmm. and we just put it out there we whatever mm-hmm. we felt whatever we wanted to know we just mm-hmm. put it out there okay. and my yeah. grandparents
0: were the reassurance yeah oh yeah. wow mm-hmm. yeah Ooh, wow 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 i wish everybody you know it is such a gift to to have that be your story because there's yes. so many who don't don't have that i just wish Everybody had that in there. I, the world would be such a great place and if I everybody people, had and I that. I think people do have it. I just think people don't appreciate it. Well, I do think that there are a lot that do not appreciate it. Yeah, that they think they're, the, what they say, the grass is greener on you the other side and the understand. world is calling and they answering the mm-hmm. door not knowing all the treasures that are right here yep. at, at home. Yeah, okay. I do. And, and for those that don't, have it maybe biologically like they weren't born into it. Mm-hmm. I do believe that God provides it in other ways. Yes. If you know what I mean, whether it's through adoptive, extended families, you mm-hmm. know, different teachers, blended
1: families. Don't... You know how I many blended mm-hmm. families are to yeah. yeah. yeah two, I'm, a, I'm a prime example of two blended families. Wow. Two wow. Blended.
0: Yeah. But you took it all in, which is half Mm -hmm. of the battle as well. You know, some people are very resistant, but um, it worked out well for you. It looks good (laughs) on you. you. Well, listen, um, as we get ready to close, I want to turn our conversation in another direction, because I know that you are also a licensed massage practitioner. Mm -hmm. And in my book, my most recent book, The Tale of Ten Crowns, which is really uh, what this whole podcast is kind of centered around, um, many of the listeners know that uh, life's circumstances can compromise the crown of confidence that I believe each one of us is born and gifted with Mm -hmm. upon birth. I believe that once we understand who and whose we are, Yes. Um, it's a game changer. But again, life circumstances can compromise that crown. Really? And so one of, one of the 10 crowns that I talk about in my book is the crooked crown, <laughs> which comes, I, I like to describe it um, as the, you know, it, it can often, we can find ourselves wearing a crooked crown when we are dealing with burnouts. And I know with so much going on in the world and people being stretched in multiple places, Mm -hmm. self-care is crucial. If we didn't learn anything from this past global pandemic a couple of years ago, that should be, everybody should be on the same page about the importance of taking care of ourselves because Mm -hmm. life is not promised. So when you think about the work that you do in that space, how in your opinion does self care equate to to healthy confidence? I think because at the end of the
1: day confidence is self assurance. Mm. So if you are not looking the part, feeling the part, doing the things that will make you look the part, how are you going to have how are you going to have confidence? Yeah, in yourself. Like you said earlier, you said competence build confidence. Mm-hmm. And self-care is being competent mm. by how your lifestyle, how yeah. you eat, how you sleep, what are your what are your healthy habits to maintain your self-care? How are you maintaining your inner peace? And mm. I know for a lot of clients, um, massage gives them their inner peace. Mm. It's their mm. inner sanctuary. Yes. It's their it's their way to escape life from whether it's 60 minutes, 90 minutes. Or two hours. I, I didn't understand the delicacy of being a massage practitioner. Mind you, it was something my grandmother, God bless her soul, mm-hmm. prophesied mm-hmm. in my life. Wow. <laughs> you know, 16 years ago when I massaged her. And I thought at first that massage was just going to be my self care because my parents took me to a spa Ooh, and I fell in love with her. I was 17. I was like, Okay, this is nice. This is nice. Nice. (laughs) But I never thought that I would be the professional. And so my grandmother said it. So now that I understand, because I always knew the craftsmanship of my hands, I just Mm -hmm. didn't know that it was going to be in a professional realm. Yes, I get paid for what I do, Mm -hmm. but I love when people are out elated. Like oh my god! Like she hit my points. Yeah. She hit my meridians. I didn't even know I had spots. That was wow. so real. like I get that all the time. Majority of the time I wow. get somebody saying I did not know. Wow. I did not know your touch. I did not know you were strong because I'm I'm a short little thing. I'm four eleven. So uh-huh. people look at your height and they're like, get you real? <laughs> and they come out and they like. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> and then, like, I still have my New York license. So, whenever I'm mm-hmm. visiting New York, I could, you know, massage legally in New York State as well. Mm-hmm. So, back to your question when those reactions, it reminds you that you're doing something right. And that helps me with my self care. Yeah. That it reminds me, like, I'm, you know, I have the ability to help people in a stress relief profession. And mm-hmm. it gives me a boundary, too. Like, Make sure you practicing
0: what you preach that part there whoo whoo that part right there listen i listen i think when we get off of this uh i need to schedule my appointment <laughs> i need to schedule my appointment. i'm overdue i'm overdue and i need to practice what i preach because you're right you know mindset matters our care for ourselves and if we don't care for ourselves like you said it shows up when we show yeah, up it, show, it shows up it like shows i have up. massage professors they said look let
1: me tell you something whatever is going on with you and is not in order is going to show in your hands especially oh that people have been in this industry getting massages for years
0: uh-huh. whatever
1: is felt in your heart will yes. be delivering in your hands one of my good professors mm. always said that to me And for the last four years that I've been practicing massage, I keep my personal life separate. I could be and I've been through some things in the last four years a therapist. But I promise you, a client will not know wow, because I have set that boundary for myself the minute I got licensed. Because it's not because it's not fair for somebody to bring their hard on time and money Mm. to get a massage. And they don't get the efficient result because I'm in my feelings. Wow! You got to keep your feelings and your money separated. And Mm -hmm. everybody don't do that. They don't have the strength to do that. And I also tell Mm -hmm. clients they can't get massages every month. Treat your body like a tune-up. The same way we can get a renters' insurance, get our oil change, get our filters change. You can do that for your body three to four times a year.
0: That's right. (laughs) Oh, girl. Yes, yes, and yes. I just talked to one of my purpose partners. And I tell you, she lives in the spa. She lit. I mean, from the the steam room to the body mm-hmm. scrub. I mean, that is her sanctuary. Sometimes she'll be because uh, they have quiet spaces. She'll work from the spa. Mm-hmm. She gets it in, and I have been able to take notes and learn from her um, because it 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 affects the way that she shows up in the world, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And you thing, see so. what you
1: said about the pandemic. A lot of people are understanding that massage is more than just relaxation. This is people's wow. medicine. This is what people give their momentum to do the things that they need to do. So yeah. I, I'm glad that, you know, massage practitioners, we're getting out just dues as healthcare mm-hmm. professionals. Because I tell people all the time, massage is just an extension of nursing. There is wow. medicine involved with that. Yeah, There's so many sciences that we study with being a massage practitioner. So I think the pandemic was the boost to remind people, you know what? Yeah, this is this is our medicine now. You know, even veterans are even getting massages through their insurance companies, where the insurance companies are paying vets
0: to get massages. Wow! How incredible! Yep. How incredible! And you think about it, you know, for many, it, it's a it's a proactive kind of medicine. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can keep your stress level down, if you can take care of your body, if you can get in tune with your body and just even turn off things, because mm-hmm. when you're on that on that bed for 60 or 75 minutes, you know, I don't know about your clients, but when I find myself there, I get the good sleep, the good, good Yeah, I'm good saying, sleep. you got people snoring, <laughs> that I mean? promise you, you got people, I
1: apologize, <laughs> you got uh, flatness you... <laughs> You got it all. all. I'm sure you see it all. I There's no shame. Yeah. This is a safe place. Whatever's kept in this treatment room is kept in the treatment room. I've seen it,
0: heard it all. I love it. I love it. Well, God bless you. I'm so excited to, to just see another sister walking in purpose, using all of her gifts. Cause I'm a firm believer. I have this, this, um, principle that I kind of live life by and I want to die empty and what I mean by that I want to leave it all on the table when I see my heavenly father face to face whatever whatever day that is Mm -hmm. I want him to say well done I agree and I want to make sure every gift and talent he has entrusted to me I have used it to the best of my ability period that's all he requires yeah So, so listen, this has been phenomenal. This has just fed my soul. Listen, I am going to get my massage appointment scheduled by someone here in Atlanta. So if you have any recommendations, you know, hit me up on, Mm -hmm. on places, people that I can uh, go to here, but tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you if they're in the Virginia area or maybe in New York if you do a massages in New York um, or if someone um, wants to utilize your services I know you're a freelance mm-hmm. journalist so maybe there are people here who want to utilize your services and have you uh, do some writing um, how can they get in touch with you um, well first thought is my LinkedIn the professional outlet
1: Dominique M Carson. My Instagram is domcarson90. My massage Instagram is dcarsonlmt. All my contact information is on my social media platforms. I also have the link in the bio. You can learn information about me. I just recently published a new collaboration book with myself and 18 other authors. It's called The Whole Entrepreneur. So we just did that. That's that's you know, we're doing well on that. So you if that's the latest endeavor is me as an author, and when you go into my com, you'll see more information about my journey
0: and and my services that I offer. Excellent. And I always like to say this uh on every show because I know some people catch this, catch the rebroadcast. Sometimes people are driving. Who knows where you might be listening. To She's crowned with confidence, but wherever you, whenever you get to your safe space, you can always check below. If you're on uh, YouTube, you can check below and get all of her links. If you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, you can also visit She's crowned with confidence where you can get all of Dominique's information. Uh, it'll be in the show uh, description. And while you're there at she's crown with confidence.com, don't forget to get your copy, your very own copy of The Tale of Ten Crowns, my latest book. You can also find that on Amazon. So, Dominique, thank you, my sister, for spending this time and sharing all of your wisdom. And may God continue to bless all of the phenomenal things that you're doing in this world, my sister. Thanks thank for you being so a long. guest. All my right. Problem. All right, God bless. Thank you for tuning in to She's Crowned with Confidence with Dr. Nicole Steele, the confidence coach. This confidence cast has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program and Gym Makers LLC. For more information on this podcast, previous episodes, programs, or products, Simply visit she's crowned with or therealnicolesteel.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at therealnicolesteel. Thank you.